with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. <laughs> wow. Of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, a Bashir episode. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no, I have no heart. <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of, that tells you, like, how to take down the other fan holes? Should we, like, go crazy? <laughs> how does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like, ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Hey, folks, and welcome back to Fan Holes. Uh, this is Mike. I'm going to be your host for this episode, and, uh... This episode is yet another, uh, well, yet another. I think we've only done like three other ones, but uh, I I call this like our uh, intros episodes. Like we, we uh, you know, we did a, a Transformers one, a Gundam one, and an anime one where we all like pick our favorite like, you know, intros for like TV shows or cartoons or, you know, whatever. And this, this tonight we're going to do our top five favorite intros. Well, person like each of us will pick five an honorable mention of um like western animation and stuff and i think our only caveats were like don't pick anything from transformers because we already like picked you know we already kind of went through the history of transformers intros and um i think that's pretty much it like i said you know if you wanted to even pick a like you know an intro to a like a westernized intro to an anime you could that's fair game or whatever like i don't but uh who, who else is here I am here. I am stronger, faster, more alive. I am Derek, Derek WC. Hey, this is Justin. Yeah, so, uh, like, if you've heard our, you know, intro shows before, basically, you know, what we do is we we circle around and we post an intro in the chat box and we all watch it and then we give our thoughts on it. And, you know, we'll, we'll each do our, you know, honorable mentions first and then we'll, like, you know, count them down, count them up, whatever, you know, like, take turns and, you know, that's how it goes. So, uh... Uh, I guess I'll go first since, you know, the show was my idea and all. So uh, I, uh, I I will post my uh, honorable mention in the chat box. We'll watch it, you know, and then we'll discuss it. Well, I just posted for the guys uh, the season two intro to Exo Squad. And uh, it differs from the season one intro in that, uh, well, the season one intro kind of has like, like it has more new animation, but it has like a narration like by, you know, JT Marsh, like explaining the premise of the show and stuff. And like, that's fine and all like for the first season. But like by the second season, the show has so many characters that they kind of need this kind of intro that like here's it's like here's the top 12 most important characters in this show. And, like, you know, there's probably, like, 30 or 40 important characters in Exo Squad. So, like, this is, you know, the, the, the probably the mainest cast of, like, the cream of the crop of the cast. The mainest. I mean, the mainest cast, yes. Mm, but, I like that. But, I like yeah. that. Did you just invent that? Mainest? Yes, I did. I, I, I made up a word, yeah. But Hey, is this, is this, this is your, your, uh, your honorable mention? Yep. 
Wow. I'm, I, I'm surprised. Like, I, I, I know how much you enjoy this show and, and watching the intro was giving me like flashbacks because I know I, I did not completely watch this show. And, and this show is something that was well kind of outside of my I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just escaped me, you know, like I it, and, and, and when, when you had me watch it, I enjoyed what I watched and it just makes me go, oh, man, I should have watched like the whole thing when it was on Hulu or what, you know what I mean? Like where I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is fun. It's sci fi, you know, like so I, I I'm, I'm kind of shocked that this was uh, was your honorable mention because I, I know how much you like it. It's it's mostly my honorable mention because it has no real like new animation in it. It's kind of like, you know, it like, you know, I love the Exo Squad theme and like, you know, I I like the like this is, you know, in some intros in the, you know, 80s and 90s like like, you know, the X-Men intro and whatever. It's like, well, here there are some the cast is so big like here are all the characters and they, mm-hmm. you know, they write the names on the thing so you know. And this this is like particularly hard because like you know, if you if you don't know this show, like all the characters have like, you know, real names and stuff. So it's like you got to keep track of all this shit. But I, I just think, you know, I really like the music. I think they synced up the clips really well with like the main music beats and stuff. Like, I, I think, you know, they didn't have to create any new animation for it, but it would have been nice. But like most of the other intros I picked have like dedicated animation for that intro so that's why this is only an honorable mention but uh, got it yeah but in exo squad like i said is um one of my favorite cartoons of all time so like i kind of wanted to say something about it but like it it, it, i was tossing around a bunch of honorable mentions and ultimately this one out but uh but what about you justin what are you what are your feelings on this intro i dig exo squad um this did come up when I was like reviewing things. Like I kind of like jotted down my list and then I sat down and watched a bunch of like compilations and, you know, I searched out some things to kind of like make sure I didn't forget anything. And then, you know, to just kind of like make sure what I had was like what I intended. Um, so this came up and I was like, yeah, I really like Exo Squad, but. I don't know that this opening sequence does much for me. Like, I like the music, but that's kind of like, I think that was my struggle. I was like, okay, I like the music or the song, but like, how well do the visuals stack up? And it, it's been so long since I watched Exo Squad. I'm like, some of these characters, I'm like, yeah, I know him. I know her. And some other ones, I'm like, I don't remember you at all. So sometimes it's just like random people. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I really like Exo Squad. So this is a good pick. Yeah, I, I, I feel funny because I feel like I only have nostalgia about this because we discussed it as friends and I consider it like nostalgic because of our friendship. But again, being like totally upfront, like this, this is nothing I'm nostalgic about because like I watched it when I was a kid or or, or I discovered it some, you know, some night where I was like, wow, this is a cool sci fi cartoon or whatever. This is mainly like. You know, I'm nostalgic about it because of you, Mike. Like that's that's why, basically. <laughs> Maybe in the future, one day when Exo Squad is all like readily viewable on some other platform, we'll talk, have a show yeah, about it yeah. or something. But is it? I, I forgot. Is it still on you, uh, Hulu, or did they like, I don't, take it to I don't, I don't think so. Like I, 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 I seem to recall that it was like when I, I remember. I remember that's how I watched it when when we 
I think I think it was part of like a dare or something, and you you dared me to watch yeah. it or whatever. And like I think that's how I watched like, like they, the the pilot or the first whatever it was like the first yeah, the five, five episodes, episodes were yeah. like a mini series. Yeah, and I so. think I think because of that, I think I found like a DVD that had those cheap, so I may even have it on DVD they, somewhere. But it doesn't it doesn't have like yeah. The know, farthest they the, got was they they put the first thirteen episodes of the first season on a DVD. Oh, okay. Set so maybe never... maybe 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 that's what I have. So so maybe I could at least revisit those like uh, that first season. But I I definitely have never seen and I don't think I have any easy access to season two. Yeah, like well, if any, if the spies who listen to this show are listening, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, I would buy a Blu-ray set of like that's that's something like that, that's so. something I feel like is really telling is like the things that I'm most nostalgic about are things that I have not been given. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, that's not always true, but but that sometimes my yearning for stuff is because you know it's like i i want like dvds of out of this world and and uh small wonder because they don't exist you know and i know they're not animated intros but i'm just using that as an example i'm like where are these dvds that i need and i know if i had them there'd be a glut of episodes and i'd get bored with them and i wouldn't watch them all and i just kind of put them on a shelf and they'd get dusty but because because I don't have them, I'm kind of like, why don't I not have what is, this thing? What is a what is? Wasn't it Spock who said like, you know, wanting uh, having a thing is often not as attractive as right, wanting it? Right, or, exactly, yeah, so. exactly. All right, well, uh, Justin, why don't you do your honorable mention? Oakley, Oakley. Hey, paisanos! It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the so my honorable mention is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, I was tempted to place this at number five, but I, I don't know. I kind of changed my mind. I, this is a show I have a lot of nostalgia for. Mostly I remember, like, I would get up at 6.30 in the morning. I would watch this show, eat a bowl of cereal. And then at uh, 7.05 usually, like, the school bus would be here. So I would, like, you know be eating my cereal getting ready for school and i'd be watching this i just think it's a great intro like the song it's one of those things that gets stuck in your head and i i I like that it's like a this weird kind of wacky combination of like i don't want to say crappy but it's it's like simple animation you've got like simple animation and you've got like live action elements you've got mario and luigi like inserted into the mushroom kingdom and they're like you know, gyrating and pointing at you, the, pointing at you, the viewer, you know, do the Mario. Um, and, uh, 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 the brothers. yeah, <laughs> I, it, the lyrics are so great. Like I remember I was joking with my uh, buddy of mine, we were talking about the new super Mario brothers movie. And I was like, you know, if they don't use this piece of music in the movie, it's not going to be worth a shit. <laughs> and, they did. and I was like, Oh, I was just joking movie. But, um, yeah, like I, I have so much nostalgia for this, and it, I don't know. When I was like reviewing stuff to like confirm, like yes, this is going to be on my list somewhere. Like it was stuck in my head, and I like went back and watched it a couple more times. So, yeah, I, I clearly like this intro. 
I just watched this intro like a couple hours ago, Justin, because I was like, <laughs> I was trying to come up with the like, you know, solidify my honorable mention. I was like, oh, I didn't, I forgot about all like the Nintendo shows and stuff. So I watched this and yes, it's, it's an amazing opening. It's great. Like you got, you know, is Captain this, Lou running around. Yeah. And, yeah. Is this the equivalent to like Sergeant Slaughter introing live action G.I. Joe and then you see a cartoon? Like that's what the show was, right? There were live action skits, and then you'd have a cartoon, and there would be a, like a live action skit at the end, like kind of like okay. a Batman thing. Okay. I mean, I I I I don't have a lot of connection to this show either, but I mean, I remember it. You know what I mean? Like like so, I I'm putting it together, but um, I don't think this is one that I ever like. Did did is this something that's easily available? Like, can somebody go out and get like seasons of the Super Mario Brothers show, or is it something that is like? kind of just you know relished by its fans but it's it's you know stuff you have to like track down on like you know youtube or or whatnot i'm pretty sure it's on dvd i okay. definitely i definitely know it's on tubi because i sat down and watched oh. a couple episodes okay of okay last cool. month or something Cool. Okay. No, know what always bothered me about this show, and it's in the intro, but like, like most times, Mario and Luigi would touch the invincibility star, and they'd get like fire the fire Mario powers or whatever. I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, you know, the star yeah. makes them invincible. Not give they didn't have like a fire flower or anything. That bugged me as a kid. I was like, that's wrong. This is bullshit. It's, it's not real. Awesome. Yeah. Like I, I, I again, yeah, this, like I said, I watched it earlier, but I still have, yeah, immense. I also watched this as a kid. I have immense nostalgic fondness for it. You know, it was great to see, you know, hear all the sound effects in a cartoon like that you were playing on Nintendo and whatever. So, so, but, uh, uh, yeah, Derek, why don't you do yours? What so ancient this, cartoon from the 1930s did you pick? Here you go. Here you go. You, you, Steam you know boat me. Derek. You, you know me like a glove. Uh, the, the I, I have to preface this. I, 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 I took it one step further. Like, I of course, I didn't pick any Transformers intros. Of course, I didn't pick any anime. I, I, I was tempted to pick some kind of comic book superhero type intros. But I, I, I basically am trying to either subvert expectations or give myself an opportunity to discuss things that I don't normally discuss. So... I actually kind of made the decision to not go with that either. So, yes, they're all they're all whatever Justin said, like ancient cartoons from the 80s. Um, So this is my and oh, oh, and I have to preface this was every copy of this on the interwebs is pixelated and crappy looking. This is not on DVD as far as I know. I'm sad it's not on DVD. And I had to upload my own damn copy to Google Drive so these guys could watch it less pixelated. So my honorable mention is the animated series that aired on NBC. It's called Kissifer. And... That was a Saturday morning cartoon that I watched pretty religiously. And the intro, I think, has the distinction or the probably commonly done practice of... I'm I'm pretty sure, like, somebody like TMS, like, one of the the great animation studios, like, they, they would always outsource, like, 
upbeat intros to like studios like TMS, so it looked sleek, cool, and awesome. And I feel like that's true of this. Like the quality of the animation in some of the regular episodes was probably not as good as it was here with like the train falling off the train tracks and you know the the the, the wheels like you know breaking and all this other stuff. Um, it's kind of unusual, I think, for like a 1980s cartoon because it sort of begins in tragedy. Like the, the whole idea is it's like, you know, Kissy Fur and his dad, like they, they were part of the circus and then they, they lost, he lost his mother. And then, and then basically they escape the circus and go to live in the swamp with all their animal friends and stuff. And then, you know, his dad kind of like makes these cool speedboats and everything. And they, they, you know, speedboat around the bayou and get into adventures and save people and, you know, rescue like other animals and, and all this other stuff. So anyway, I'm, I'm a big old softy. I love my dad. Like Kissy First dad reminds me of my dad. Like that's why I like this, you know, cartoon and and why i have a big goofy like mushy soft spot for it but that's why it's my honorable mention because it's not like you know space or superheroes or transformers or giant robots or whatever so and and i know justin's gonna be like what the fuck is this shit but anyway that's fine am i am i crab <laughs> i think my joke backfired because i watched this when i was a kid and i loved it like, I, I i do i do love this show like, what I remember specifically is the train accident. I remember being so little that, like, for some reason that scared me. Like, I guess I mean, the fact that it's going off the tracks and it goes into, like, the river or something. Yeah. Like, that kind of, that always scared me as a little kid. Like, I remember, like, I really love this show. So, my ancient joke, uh, you know, backfired. It backfired. So, yeah, because <laughs> like I like this ancient, show. It's like, it's like the end of uh, Our Worlds at War. The ancient imperfection is you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's sad that this is not on DVD because I, I mean, as I haven't far, watched as far this as, in a as far while. as I know. Like I, I think I have a really nice VHS rip of something from like way back where it was like the, I don't know the the the, the thing they aired on like because I, I I have this feeling like this aired on like like evening you know what i mean like the you know how they used to do like the premieres every once in a while like mm -hmm. where it was like at a, like a seven o'clock or something like that like I feel like that's how this premiered and then after that you were supposed to watch it on saturday mornings and, and i saw the premiere and fell in love with it and then just always religiously watched it and i don't think there's that many episodes but as far as i know there's no you know there's no uh dvd of it there there was a i want to say there was like a marvel comic of it just for like a single issue and um there's like lots of storybooks and, and things like that. And I was I was looking into it, too, because I was curious and like I couldn't find a lot of information about it. But th there are comic strips of it. But I don't know if they were like published. Like, I don't know if there was like a newspaper strip published. But it, I, I feel like the guy who invented it for the cartoon that came up with it also did his own strip gags of it were like it, it wasn't like super serious or is it's like you know kissy fur would like walk down the street and you know i don't know step on an alligator head and be like what wah, wah, or you know you know what i mean like just like you know three panel four panel strips of like goofy stuff or whatever but um that's i mean that's basically all i have on it and and that uh i really do like the you know that the uh, this is probably going to be common with everything I pick, but 
I, I love that TMS sheen to anything. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be in space. It doesn't have to be like you know I don't know some kind of epic superhero thing. Like like the train looks cool do you know what i mean like like the water splashing looks cool like the daisies look cool you know what i mean like like that's that's kind of why i like this but th- now it's my turn what of you michael what do you think of yon kissy fur i've never seen that before yeah i was i, mu- know, I was I, much too cool for that even I as know, a child I, no, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I was much I, too cool for your baby ass shit no I, I was actually gonna say like i was like oh man like yeah those first like you know 10 seconds of animation are pretty like sweet like you mm-hmm. know like you know t like you said tms like the shading and mm-hmm. then like it looked mm-hmm. it does i can see what you mean like justin when well, you that, say it looks scary almost like but, so. well that that's why I was so frustrated because I know how cool this looks. And like, if you do watch the intros that have been uploaded to YouTube, they're so pixelated. Like you miss, you miss a lot of the cool stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, the it's details, so, it's yeah. so kind of, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's so compressed or something. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but like everyone I found on YouTube, I was like, this looks like shit, dude. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm, I, I know I have a decent copy of this somewhere and I found it in my hard drive and I just spiced it out. Maybe, yeah, people it maybe only have videos. it on VHSs or something or. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all there is really. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I know all of Kissy Fur. I've not, I never watched the show, but I knew like it, it exists. And like you, I think you've mentioned it a few times like, yes, over the course yes. of our acquaintance. So like, you know, I, um, I was um, like, oh, yeah. I did the like, David K. Kissy Fur exists. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, that the, the animation was really cool. Like, and yeah, I can see how you this would like, you know, being very endearing. Like a, a, if you watched it as a kid. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I guess uh, then we're done with our honorable mentions. So I'm uh, I decided like, Derek, are you more or less going in like chronological order? No, I kind of did. I thought I mean, maybe I I took it the wrong way, but I I started stacking them in order of like how much I like them, I guess. Like like in other words, like like, you know since I'm a softy for my honorable mention, like that's, you know, it it, kind of goes from like, you know, things I'm softy about to like more actiony things to more, you know, like the coolest thing ever. So like, I, I, I didn't do it in, I mean, if it does fall into any kind of chronological order, that's, purely by accident like i i just kind of stacked it in a okay, sense of yeah, like that's, how much i like these that's how i did it this time i'm like i'm about like my top three could probably all vie for the top spot but like i i decided to like put them in some kind of like like my favorite to like you know like, lesser like I, yeah favorite. so like okay so I, we're gonna go from kissy fur to this and it's gonna be a great transition so. <laughs> This I will post it in the chat, and this is what cool looked like in 1999. So, I just posted the opening to Batman Beyond, and, uh... Like I said, like in, in 1999, this this was like the coolest thing ever. Like you know, you've got all the like sort of post Matrix, like pre, like new millennium, like techno, like punk, like anime Japanese references and stuff, like all 
baked into one like badass superhero intro and like yeah i mean like i i can remember you know batman beyond like the launch of that was like a huge deal like back then because you know people at the time people were all like no like we want more batman and superman like episodes like we don't want this new thing but you know and i think like you know the like paul dini and bruce tim and they they didn't want to do this either but i know all the executives and stuff like were like no no we we got to have our kid batman show or whatever so like you know they 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 took a swing and i think they pretty much succeeded because i love batman beyond and you know i think it's a great show and this intro was like you know uh, like a great representation of like you know the attitude and like you know the maturity level of this show so this, like i mean this show is a big middle finger to the exec kid batman yeah uh-huh. they're like we'll give you your kid show motherfucker like wow um maybe i'm an old man and i got an onion on my belt but i think this is still cool like this is not this never stopped being cool like yeah. the 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 late great darwin cook like he contributed specifically to this intro from my recollection and like it's it's great man i mean the the music's awesome and uh you know that the only thing i can uh, giggle about is uh the one dude in the middle of dana and whoever you know doing his little boogie <laughs> dance or whatever but other than that this this thing's awesome you know i had to look up i was like who is that dude like has he ever shown up on the show and apparently he de- he has he's like he shows up in like terry's group of friends or something or he's like a is- model they made for for the school, but like I don't think he's is ever. It, isn't had he a, one of the guys that? What sports ball game do they play in the future? Yeah, like, like I think he's like on of, that team, like yeah. on that team or uh-huh, whatever. Yeah, okay. uh huh. Because I know, yeah, Dana and Chelsea like show up all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, like you know, super awesome. Like uh, I think, like I, I was thinking of like what you always say, Derek, where you're like, you know, all oh, the executives can never let an idea go because you know I think they like got their wish with like the Batman, like you know, mm-hmm, a few years mm-hmm. later where they did their, you know, not a kid but like a younger Bruce Wayne doing right, you right, know, mm-hmm. you know, selling toys and shit, you know, so yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I love. Batman Beyond like really worked for me because it was basically like they took the Spider-Man formula and like yeah. overlaid it yeah. on Batman basically mm-hmm. like that. It, you know, all his villains are basically ripoffs of Spider-Man villains. So like you know. Yeah, I mean I mean, you know, you can you can go through the minutia and point out when certain Batman Beyond villains have a prehistory with classic Batman, but all Spider-Man fans that are worth their salt like always go to great lengths and are completely 100% accurate to point out like, oh, this is the Spider-Man formula. Do you know what I mean? Like, like through and through. So, I mean, there's, I, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, argument about that, you know, and, and this is a fantastic intro. I mean, it's, it's great. And, and it's one of those intros that, that you, you don't skip, you know, you're doing a marathon and you watch like, every single Batman Beyond episode or whatever, you're going through the DVDs, like, and that option comes up to skip the intro. Like, why? This, uh, this intro is awesome. Like, why would you, why would you fucking skip it? You know, like, that's basically the best praise I could give it. As soon as you said this is what Cole looked like in 1999, like, this was what popped inside my head. So I was like, oh, man, that's spot on. Yeah, I, I can't add anything more than what you guys said. Like, I, I love this intro. I love the visuals. I love the music. It, you know, it's great. I can't, like I said, I can't praise it enough. 
there's almost like I always thought like there were like they threw so many elements into this. And I like I always thought it was like almost like a bond like thing, sort of when like, mm. you know, the playing yeah. card gets the whole like burned in it and stuff. And like, yeah, like there's, you know, bond like iconography. There's like, you know, obviously the Matrix, like, you know, and techno punk stuff, like a lot of like anime like uh, influences, I feel like like I I think you guys have seen it. But I like back in the day, I did a Batman Beyond music video with like one of the ghost in the shell openings and i think it you know it, it it was it was on the same wavelength like it fit pretty perfectly so like i mean yeah like i think this was right when anime was starting to like you know penetrate the mainstream but yeah so i mean i love this one uh, I, unless you know you guys have anything else to say uh, justin why don't you do your number one number five like i don't know if, what order you did him in I'm going from five to one, one being okay. my favorite. So this is number five. You're going in bizarro order. I mean, I'm going in bizarro order too. So, but I I don't think it's bizarro order. I think it's Superman order. I think you're the bizarro order. <laughs> posted the opening for Jim and the Holograms. Like I said, my kind of uh, criteria was like I had to like the theme song and the visuals and I think this does a great job because I really like the singing, even the Misfits part, I think it's great. The visuals are also really great and it's, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure someone would like look at the visuals like the hair and the clothing and they would be like oh man this is the most 80s thing ever but like that's why it's cool you see this 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 sells you on the show like everything you need to know it's like you've got like jim and she's got her band and you can see you know she's got antagonists and the misfits because you know they think their songs are better and they're gonna get her <laughs> But um, I know Derek is probably like gonna back me up on Jim holograms. I I'm so glad you picked this because because <laughs> I I I you know beyond the whole trying to stay away from comic book things and and that kind of stuff, <clears throat> I gave myself one Sunbow intro, you know, and and I was like, but I love all the you know I love all the shows and especially Gem too because that was just something that I. That that was the thing that proved Spock wrong, you know, with his his quote, you know, like that when 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 that when those Rhino Gem DVDs came out, like that was like I I was so happy about that, and I didn't even give a shit. Like I think I went over like where I'm trying to remember, but when those DVDs came out, I think I was at like some some uh, getting headshots at some place where all these hot girls were and all this other stuff. And I wasn't even embarrassed. They're like, what do you got there? I'm like, I got fucking gem. Like, this is the coolest shit ever. I don't fucking care. But uh, but yeah, I, I do. I do really dig this show. And and the intro is really great, too, because I mean, I think it, it, it I think that meets your criteria too right like like i like my lists to be balanced and and i think some of the things i was struggling with maybe you were too where you're like do do i like this because of the song do i like this because of the visuals do i like it because of both of them intertwined and i think once you hit that you know and i think this intro does right where you 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 have these cool great visuals and it's you know 
it's funny because it's it's like something that was it, it was a toy line designed to compete with Barbie, designed and and targeting girls, but the guys that made Transformers, GI Joe, and humanoids, you know, they were the ones behind this show. So they also sort of said like, dude, we got to we got to get like the boys interested in it. And it's like it's crazy because it's like she's like this kind of action heroine and 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 Rio and the whole, you know, the whole kitten caboodle, like the, you know, the cars racing around and, 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 and the stars like flying the band around and all this other stuff. Like all those visuals are like so cool, so great. And, you know, that just became part of that. I don't know that, you know, that. You, you you were never shocked when Hector Ramirez was on all of those cartoons because despite it being a a doll line with girls aimed at you know girls to buy that toy line it it never I don't know to me I never felt like you know like Jem didn't belong like I I thought it totally did and and I kind of got into the whole you know romance and drama and 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 turmoil and all that stuff that that went along with the sort of action adventure Indiana Jones kind of stuff that that got infused into this kind of rock band you know uh, you know playoff kind of setting i kind of forgot about this show and then what reminded me was buying those uh transformers vhs tapes because at a certain point they start putting in you know a little it's like also from rhino video jim and holograms i was like holy shit i remember that show but i could never find those tapes in my area like i would you know i mentioned this on another show we did recently but like i was getting transformers tapes from like yeah uh, um fye but like they never had Jim and the Hoggams tapes, and I was I, I don't know I was, whereas you were not embarrassed to like be like check out this this is the shit yo like I, I was too embarrassed to go to the counter and ask them to order them for me because I was like a teenager and I was like uh, I don't know like I I'll just keep searching for them and I never found them. I, I think by that point, or at least when the DVDs came out, I was in my twenties. So like I was like, you know, at that yeah. point it was kind of like, you were, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Secure. I got yeah. I got my own money. Like you know, <laughs> I'm I'm good. Like I'm fine. Yeah. I, I never got to watch a lot of Gem just because it never repeated like in my area, like on, on or in syndication or otherwise. Like, and I I don't think like any any like channels like picked it up for like reruns or anything. So I never really got to watch a lot of gem, but I mean, I have seen this intro before. I mean, it's, it's a pretty iconic intro. It's got beautiful animation. You know, it's a, you know, everyone, you know, whenever someone who, who is familiar with the property and says gem, you know, everyone's like, Oh, she's truly, truly outrageous. You know, like, so yeah, I, I think, you know, this, yeah, I, like I, like Derek said, I think this is, you know, Hasbro's like sort of Barbie. Like I said, I've never been a big fan of the show or anything, but I don't, you know, if it was on, I probably would have watched it too. Cause like you said, it's part of like, you know, the Hasbro shared universe. So most, yeah, yeah. so yeah, like, um, did they ever, did they do a comic of this? Like did IDW or anyone do a, yes. but, yeah, and I assume it sucked. <laughs> yeah. So 
Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> See, that that's the other pitfall of this, and we don't have to get into this too much, but it's like sometimes you're you're revisiting things and 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 I don't know how this applies to Spock's mantra, but like some things I discovered where I'm like, man, they didn't do anything horribly terrible to Kissyfer and dig it up from the dead and like, you know, F its corpse or whatever. You know what I mean? And then some things you're like Oh, yeah, they did do that with Jim. They made a terrible live action movie and they made like some terrible comics. Uh, the good thing I can think of is there, there's that goofy. Um, it, I, I, I saw it, I think, because Clinton Robinson covered it and, and I got a chuckle out of it. There's like this fan film where they they made a uh, like I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was like a gem fan film. But by the end of it, like the Baroness shows up and like. All what? kinds of cool shit happens. <laughs> like, like if, if if you haven't seen that, like you got to check it out because by the end of it, it goes like it goes full blown, like like you know, I don't know, MCU style like endings or whatever, and I, and you're just like, holy shit, I I would watch more of this, you know, like type thing. So now I'm imagining like Jim and the holograms, they're like doing some kind of concert, and then like decompose from a humanoid's bus the right, kid that's right, Jim right, and he's like right, right. decompose <laughs> alright well I guess Derek you're up then alright this is my number five surprising no one I picked the ALF animated cartoon intro, early pre-programming of my love for space, you know, at an early age. Uh, also surprising no one, I prefer the cartoon to the live-action TV show, uh, because it is in outer space, it is on Melmac, it's, it's a prequel uh, before he lands on Earth, there's flying cars and all kinds of cool shit that happens on that show. I love this song. Like, I, I this is, this is, I was desperately trying not to sing this last night when we were just shooting this shit, you know, like, be like, Gordon Sanders into outer space. You know, like, like, I love, I love this song, dude. Like, this is, this is rad. Um, I don't know if you guys ever watched this or not, but, um, but it was on NBC, so I would always wake up Saturday mornings to watch it. I watched it. Like there, there was a period of time no when Alf was huge because you had this, you had his live action show, and there was another cartoon like Alf Tales. Oh yeah, 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 where he did like the fairy tale shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I watched all that stuff, and I had a little Alf doll. Like Alf was, you know, it's one of those things. It's like it seems weird to explain to like younger people. It's like, man, Alf was like huge for like yep. three or four years, and then he yep. just kind of, you know. Like, that was kind of it for Alf. But, yeah, like, I remember watching this cartoon a lot, and I liked it a lot, too. Yeah, I, I was I was uh, swept up in Alf mania briefly. Like, but I, I don't think I ever watched the show. I mean, I watched the live-action, like, TV series, like, all the time. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen this, like, the animated series or that other one. Like, I knew he did have tested but yeah like i've never seen this before and yeah that was cool like i you know that for you know it's a it's a song like it's that's pretty cool like yeah well i mean it's it's actually clever right like alf eats cats and the cats are singing to him yeah like uh they go and get cat burgers and everything and you know like that i mean mean, the whole thing is kind of 
like, you know, I guess it's as irreverent in its own way as the TV show was about certain things. Right. But but in sort of a cartoon format. And then, of course, the thing I always remember was there's like this great thing where they have like an Arnold pastiche in one of those things. And I could never forget, you know, because they were. You know, they're directing this movie and they're always like, you know, he's always like, what is my motivation? You know, and and the the director and Alf and whoever has to keep giving him answers. This this, you know, pea brained, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger thespian or whatever. Like, what is his motivation? And then it's like they're like, "Okay, buddy, you got to eat the camera now. And he's like, what is my motivation? You're hungry, you know, and then he eats it, you know, you know, so I, I guess I took that to heart. Every time I did something, it's like, what is my motivation? You're hungry, you know, like so. Anyway, I, I, I love the uh, the cartoon and and I, I that that's one of those songs that maybe the song is stronger than the animated intro. But I think I think it fits with the intro, you know, it works and, and it kind of sells you on what, you know, what the show is. They're going to have these kind of, you know adventures on melmac you know and 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 that you know you'll you'll have things that are science fiction and fantastical and and you know of course you know surprising no one all those things are up my alley you know flying cars and spaceships and aliens and and, and the whole science was, fiction was yeah. was there an episode where he licensed himself out to appear on pogs uh no no oh. okay <laughs> that's disappointing <laughs> It's too bad that um, everyone died, though, except Elf. Everyone did die except Elf. Yeah, he's the last son of Melmac. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, like I will post my next one, and my next one, um, I might. This might be a secret brother thing. Like maybe one of you guys picked this one, and like I'm, I'm sure both of you considered it, but like, like I had to pick it because it's like one of the coolest like animated intros of all time. So. That's uh, the intro to Thundercats. And I mean, like, I think this is kind of universally considered one of the best, like, Western animated, like, intros of all time. I mean, it's got a great song, like, awesome visuals. Uh, you know, it's it's probably, you know, everyone remembers Thundercats. Oh, you know, like, basically, like, um, Thundercats is a show, like, I didn't get to see it. it. It was another show that didn't, like, repeat often in my, like, area as a kid. When I, I saw most of Thundercats when they started airing it on Cartoon Network, basically. So that's when I mostly, like, would uh, watch Thundercats. And, uh, like, it's funny because, like, I loved this intro, like, so much. Like, I can remember, like, in, in high school when I got my first, like, after-school job and stuff, like... I, I would like stick around like I'd have to leave like a half hour before like my job started to like, you know, get there or whatever. And I would stick around like the, this show would be on, I think, probably like at 430 in the afternoon or something. So I would like stay just to watch the intro to Thundercats and then I'd like leave to go to work, basically. Like I like my dad and mom would have to like drive me and like, are you coming? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to watch this one thing. Like I'd watch, you know, the intro and then I'd be like, OK, now I got to go. I can't watch 
watch the whole episode, but like I would always watch the intro because it's so freaking cool. Like, so I mean, did either of you pick this or no? I I did not. I'm glad you did though because yeah. it's it's a fantastic intro. It it I mean I I think one of the the secret ingredients of a fantastic intro and 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 maybe it's uncouth to say so, but does it introduce all the toys that you need to sell? And 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 this absolutely introduces all the toys you need to sell, right? Like so this is and and the animation is fan fucking tag you know what i mean like it's just it's 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 super awesome like i i watched this a lot when i was a kid and i think there was that part of me that i I was trying to go off the beaten path so i think i briefly considered maybe tiger sharks and then i watched it and i was just kind of like no it's not as good as thundercats and somebody else will probably pick thundercats so i just kind of left that off to the wayside but i mean when this was airing on Cartoon Network, I was in college, and then I remember like a bunch of us took a road trip back up to my my house here. You know, I I I I think we were just I forget it was like some kind of week break or summer break or something whatever it was, and and a bunch of my friends came up with me, and so you know so that was back when I had the Chevy S10, and I had like a I had a canopy over the the pickup truck and. And, and and I had a nice foam board for people to, to hang out in in the back. And, and that was back when I guess we were all kids and rugged and everything. So, like, you know, somebody sat up shotgun with me and then and then, you know, a couple other people like hung out and, you know, basically in the, the back of the pickup. But, you know, protected and, you know, with nice um, foam. So it wasn't like a hard thing to sit on or whatever. And I remember we drove back up here and one of the things we kept watching Thundercats. And then after that, the buddy that rode shotgun with me, like basically like schnarf became part of his vernacular after that. And so everybody like, I I think they even bought him a page of like Thundercats original art because of that. And that was probably back when that was like you know, $5 or $10 or something not expensive. Right. But because he said schnarf so fucking much, they, and I remember I would go to their apartment out in Burbank and you'd go and take a pee, you know, with these parties that, you know, we would all go to. And, and every time you'd go in the bathroom, there was this framed comic page of, of schnarf, you know, when you take a piss or whatever, you know, and you'd be like, Oh, look, it's fucking schnarf. And, um, Anyway, lo- lots of memories with that, and and of course the the intro, the animation is fantastic, and it and it does you know uncouth or not, it does advertise and sell the crap out of all the the toys that you're supposed to buy. Yeah, I watched this as a little kid too, and um, rediscovered it when it was on Toonami, which is the great thing about Toonami because like you know I've was in high school and like me and all my friends like we would just we were super into everything toonami was playing i showed all these shows to my brother like thundercats and voltron and stuff like that and i think he was kind of wary of them because he could kind of you know he had a sense that these were old and i told him that you know i watched them when i was growing up but he you know he he was super into dragon ball z and sailor moon but he also he really liked thundercats and i I always thought that was really cool because that you know that was the great thing about Toonami. You would have like classic '80s cartoons, and then right after it, you would have like you know the new shit, which was like you know Dragon Ball Z and stuff that people were super getting into. I like 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 Derek said, like it it sells all the toys. It tells you 
everything you need to know about almost every character, basically. It's like, you know, Lionel's the leader, you know, like Tigra is like quick and fast and like, you know, stealthy. And then like Panthro does like is in the Thunder Tank. So he's like the smart guy, basically. You know, Chitara's fast and, you know, and then you've got like, you know, the two kids doing that. They're like bom- dropping bombs on like a bunch of mutants and stuff. And then, you know, Mumra and like, it, I mean, it tells you everything you need to know about the show, basically. And like, I, I love the whole like, you know, the group shot where they all gather and like Jaga's like ghost like hovers over them and stuff like that's super badass. I remember um when the new Thundercats show was on Cartoon Network and everyone was all disappointed where they were like, where's is the, are you going to do an opening? Like you got to do an opening. Like Thundercats had like the best opening. And I think when they asked the creators of that show about that, they were all like, Oh, well we knew we couldn't top that opening. So we didn't make one. And I was like, well, that's lame, <laughs> like, but okay. Like, okay. Like, I guess that there's some truth to that, but still like, you know, it would have been how awesome would it would have been if they did a remix of this like song or something and like did a like new intro, but you know, I guess that wasn't in the cards and neither was that revival of Thundercats apparently. So, yeah. I mean, this definitely is something that they dug the corpse up of and effed in the butt, but, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But this this intro itself like completely holds up. And as far as what don't they tell you in the intro, uh, they never go into what the fuck a samoflange is. But other <laughs> than that, you do get all the pertinent information that you need. And keep your foot off that blasted samoflange. What the fuck is a samoflange? I have to do that again. Oh, come on. You really just going to ignore us forever? What are you so grumpy about anyway? You're standing on my samoflange. Ha. Sorry. What's a samoflange? And Mumra tries to flash you several times. <laughs> It's like, what is it? It's like, I was always like, what's with all these uplet shots of Mumra? Is, is he wearing any underwear? Like, it's always, you know, like, uh. <laughs> Motherfucker. Motherfucker. All right. Well, Justin, you're up. This is my number four. So my pick is the opening for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. Did uh, are you, any of you guys secret brothers with me on this one? No, I was very close to picking this, though. This is one of those things where if, if I did fall down the rabbit hole of, like, comic book type things, this is this is certainly something that would be high up there. My number four through number one, I really kind of, like, wrestled with trying to put them in an order. I feel like I could, I could probably, like, rearrange it a week from now, and it would be, you know, completely different. But this is what it is for right now. I, I just kind of, I don't know. Four through one, like, I think they're all, like, equally great, but I kind of had to, like, put them in some order. I was super, super into Ninja Turtles, as most kids were my age in late 80s. And, you know, talking about how Thundercats gives you everything you need to know, well, that's what this intro does. You get to see some of the vehicles, and then you get to know a little bit of uh, the personalities of the turtle. You know, Leonardo leads, Donatello does machines, and so on and so forth. I think my favorite little sequence in this has always been when Michelangelo is like 
using his nunchucks to like block all the throwing stars and everything that are thrown at him. Like I don't, I don't know. Like when I first saw that as a little kid, I was like, oh man, that's so cool. And I'm grown ass man. I'm forty. I still think that's so cool. Yeah, there's there's, there's a freaking grenade in there that, that gets thrown <laughs> at him. Like he, I was like, I hope that didn't explode like right after that scene. This is also one of those intros, and in addition to the intro, I would say the the first five episodes of the, you know, the pilot or whatever you want to call it, the first miniseries, like they poured so much money, yeah, into that intro and the first five episodes that if if you you know whenever you would watch like later season intros, it was such a a grand coming down in terms of animation quality, depending on like what studio animated it, you know, in the later seasons. But these, th- this intro is, is, you know, the, the, the sheen we're talking about that, you know, that it was sent overseas and, and, and had that TMS kind of high quality style animation, you know, the, the way Leonardo's katanas shined, you know, the way the, the, the nunchucks would, you know, almost, pop and glow you know like that the the whole uh, you know shredder's armor you know like all that kind of stuff you know so i mean this is you know the speed lines all the the fantastic stuff in this that you know basically made it like a you know it was a household name you know i mean it, it brings you know what you, you for me i think about it it's like i i went out and went out with my dad and and he's like I know where we can go to get these things and 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 he brought me to the exact right place and there was like all the figures you know what I mean like and you know I used to make these stupid juvenile foul mouth comic strips of uh, poorly drawn comic strips of of teenage mutant ninja turtles on construction paper and me and my one buddy we trade them back and forth with each other because we were in the 7th grade and we hated our teacher who we thought was you know dumber than us and it was probably true um so instead of actually paying attention we would just do all these like things where like turtles would like stab the the hell out of people and kill them and 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 be like fuck and like we thought it was like the coolest thing ever so like it just it just it just it just brings back like all those those memories you know like and 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 it's funny to say but it's just you know it's something that just makes you like elated right like and so this is you know this is a fantastic pick and it's a great animated intro know what i like too is that like you know people think of the original teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon and they remember it as being really goofy and a lot of it was but like you know the, that first season and like this intro is really evocative of it like it did have a you know a, a slightly more serious like tone to it and like there's nothing like stupid and goofy in this intro that like doesn't belong basically like you know it's mikey acting goofy or whatever but like you know not everyone is acting like goofy like i remember isn't there like a in the second intro or something there's like a sequence where they like flip shredder's cape up over his helmet or something and like kick him in the butt or something and he looks like a total goober yeah like, like I, um michelangelo like leapfrogs over him and pushes his helmet down on top of his head yeah like it, it was like you know well way to make your main villain look like an asshole like in the opening like for <laughs> you know 30 something episodes or whatever but like you know in this he looks like threatening and menacing and like all the turtles look super badass and stuff like i you know i like i said you know it, this was very formative to me too. And, you know, like, you know, Leonardo leads like, and I was like, there's my guy, like, he's going to be my favorite. Like, you know, so. I also really like the two K three, uh, opening 
the the music and the um, visuals. I mean, uh, one of my old buddies from high school, like we were, we had been disappointed by Transformers Armada because we were super hyped for that. We thought it was such a disappointment. Like we were kind of like, I don't want to say we were worried, but we were a little concerned about how they were going to treat the turtles because we were both big turtles fans. And then when that thing song hit, I was like, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, that, that was a good show too. Yeah, it's, it's a really good show. But um, you know, I'm, I'm a big turtle fan, but uh, I I had to go with the uh, the classic as much as I like the 2K3 uh, intro. What do you guys think of like? Remember like the I think it was like the last season where it was like the the teenage. Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles like intro. Yeah, and they they used a lot of like footage from the first um, live action movie. It it's okay. It's just like this, like this is where it's at. Like that I, other stuff. I, I feel like that's indicative of it being moved from syndication to CBS. Like yeah. that's what that screams to me. It's like oh, it's a network thing, and the network was like oh, we we need we need clips from the movies, and we need you know, other stuff to, to make our, our seasons different from what kids can watch on syndication. So they know it's, it's new or something, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't know, that's, that's what that sort of smacks of to me. I think this might be aside from transformers, this might be the first theme song. Like I knew all the words to like, by heart, like basically like I was probably like five or six and I would sing the whole theme song and whatever. But yeah, uh, Derek, uh, you're up. I am up. What are we on? We're on four? Uh, yeah. This is my number four. I picked Super Future Family, and we're so very proud to be Bionic 6. So yeah, Bionic 6, uh, again, has that intro that they spent a crap ton of money on that was clearly sent overseas to TMS. I can't promise that any of the actual episodes have the same quality of animation, but the intro was always super boss. Unlike The Incredibles, which I poo-poo all over, The Bionic 6 is also a clear and present danger to the Fantastic Four. It totally rips off the Fantastic Four. But unlike The Incredibles, I give it a total pass because I I, I grew up kind of watching it. And then I think I have fond memories because the, the, the for a long time, the, um, the house across the street here... Um, when I was young, there was uh, like uh, a couple of uh, girls that I would go to school with and everything. And, and there was a, a big sister and a little sister or whatever. And as part of the morning ritual, I guess it became like, oh, I, for some reason I had to go over there because I think my mom had to leave early because she was a substitute teacher. So she couldn't take me to school for whatever reason. And then I would go over there and then we would all go to school together or whatever the deal was. Right. And because of that, the ritual was I'd, w- I'd walk across the street, I'd, I'd ring the doorbell and knock on the door, they'd open the door, I'd come in, they'd be eating like meal with like cinnamon on it or something like that, and the TV would be on, and we'd watch TV for a little bit before we'd go into school, and inevitably what was usually on 
was Bionic Six. Um, and so I that you know I frequently watch Bionic Six. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's a total you know total Fantastic Four kind of rip or whatever. But again, I, I think in me kind of subverting expectations and maybe neglecting to put all my eggs in one basket like I try to do with these lists. Like, you know, I didn't want it to be all Sunbow or all, uh, I don't know, atypical 80s nostalgic cartoons or, or you know, all superheroes or all comic books or whatever. I didn't want to get, you know, caught up in, in the hype and put all that in there. I think it gave me an opportunity to pick something like this, which I'm super fond of. Don't get a chance to talk about that much. But also, I mean, I, I am now slowly moving away from the, uh, you know, the, the, the sappy stuff or the funny stuff. And then now it's going into full on explosions. Cause there's like 500 explosions in that intro, you know, and like all kinds of action and cybernetic superpowers. And, you know, basically this, this is the closest from my estimation, this is the closest I come to having some kind of comic book superhero thing in, in, in my countdown. Derek, what are you talking about? Them being a ripoff of the Fantastic Four? It's right in their name. They're, there's six of them. <laughs> it's totally different. It's totally different. It's totally different, Larry. We'll never get sued. We'll never get sued. They're the Bionic yeah. Six. Like I, they're I, not the Bionic Four. I, I was. I think they repeated this on uh, Sci-Fi. Yes. Like at some point, because yeah, uh, I used to watch okay. this like right okay. after Transformers. Yeah. So like you know, and I didn't always like watch it. Like I don't think I taped it and like, but I did always like it, and I always liked this intro. So yeah, like I, I actually forgot about this show. Like I, I might have picked this intro if you hadn't. So like yeah, like this, this is a super cool intro. Th- this is one of those things. Again, it was really tough to find a clean quality intro. Like on YouTube, the first thing that comes up is this intro in German. It's in fucking German. Like what? <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck? Like what? And then and then I finally found it on Daily Motion. I was like, oh thank God. It, it's like it's in English and the, the video doesn't look too shabby, you know, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm using this. But I, I do think this is one of those things like there's no there's no DVD sets of this like anywhere like and and that then now I go back to the Spock thing, you know, like where I yearn for it, you know, I'm pawn farring for uh for Bionic Six or whatever, you know. What well, what about you, Justin? Did you ever watch this? Is this part of your vernacular? Yes, I would watch this on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was part of their uh, uh, Sci-Fi Animation Station. My memory is like watching this on like summer break. You know, this Transformers, uh, Captain Scarlet, the Filmation Star Trek series, uh, the Planet of the Apes animated series, like all those shows that Sci-Fi Channel would run. I I think the visuals are spectacular. Like, there's some great animation. The song never really did much for me, I'm sorry to say, but, like, I, <laughs> I love all the visuals. But, yeah, like, I kind of like Mike, I don't think I ever taped it. Like, I would tape Captain Scarlet, and I would tape Transformers and rewatch those and then tape over them. I'm like, oh, crap, I, gotta, I need a tape to tape Babylon 5. Looks like Transformers and Captain Scarlet is getting sacrificed because I don't, you know, I can't just run out and get another tape and, you know, I got to like tape over something. But um, I I do have a fondness for the show and I'm kind of surprised that it's not ever been released. Like it, it seems like something that you should be able to just, you know, 
easily find in like Tubi or something. So that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't done a deep that dive, but I, I I feel like if it was easy to get on DVD, I would have bought it a long time ago. You know, how how long did this show last? Like how many episodes? Like? I, I would think it'd be like somewhere in the range. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I, I think it'd be somewhere in the range of like Defenders of the Earth where it, it had enough to go into syndication. Right. It was like it had to be like more than 65 episodes. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Yeah, like, cause I remember, like, I don't like, I don't have big memories of this show, but like I said, if it was on, like, I would watch it basically, like, cause I think it was like right next to like Transformers and like sci-fi's like blocks sometimes, so like I'd be like, yeah, and like once once I played like that intro, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this, like it unlocked like you know the memory of like I, I remember mm. this song, yeah, like, and I remember like my favorite part in the intro, and I remember it always is. You know when the title comes up and they're all running at the bottom, like you know, mm, that's all. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the big bass explosion in the back and everything, like yeah. that's super sweet. I, I I mean I know Justin doesn't care for the song. I love the song. Like I'm like we are family. Like I I, I get into <laughs> it. Like that's another thing. I was like trying not to. I, I I probably whistled it if you guys didn't notice last night. But but I was trying to stop myself. Or I'm like sitting there going like. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, stop it. Like, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. But anyway. But yeah, seriously, though, you're right, though. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, the father even has like gray temples. Yeah. Like, yeah Richards. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, totally no, Larry. Does. No, there's six of them. And they're bionic. It's totally different. And they, they, adopted, they, they adopted people. They adopted a kid from Wakanda. It's totally different. You know, they're, like, they're bionic. They're not fantastic. And there's two, there's two more of them than the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about superheroes. So my next pick is like my other like comic book uh, intro. So here you go. Yeah, so that's the season two intro of the 90s Iron Man show. And I mean, like, I think it's weird to say, but I think the the first like Downey Jr. Iron Man movie owes a lot to this, the attitude of this like intro. Like, I feel like if Jon Favreau didn't like, you know, see this intro, like, I mean, he, the, I, I'm convinced he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a dirty liar. Yeah, he's he's, he's <laughs> you know he, he, I think he like this is something he should have taken to some executives and said like this is what I want to do like this is what Iron Man's gonna like you know the attitude is gonna be basically and you know in in the original Iron Man movie you know someone was paying attention to this like season because Rhodey's cell phone jingle is this is this uh, tune. I think Bogey has been handled, sir. Hello. Hi, Rody, it's me. And so, like, someone knew about it. So, but yeah, like, I mean, I had I'd been reading Iron Man comics as a kid, but like, you know, the first season of the show, I was kind of eh. Like, I was that wasn't like that wasn't really you know it was okay, and I liked it, and I watched it, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of like tame i guess but like when they, i mean when that's they, that was always the common thought right with with both iron man and fantastic four that those first seasons were not 
you know, there, there was a marked improvement by the second season for both those shows. So, I mean, I, I don't think that's uh, anything unusual to say, right? I, I think that's sort of common among the fandoms to, to make a comment yeah. like that. Like, I, I would go as far to say is like the second season of this show is like one of my favorite, like, you know, cartoon Marvel cartoons mm. like ever. So like, I mean, like this is, you know, I always make the joke, like people say like Robert Downey Jr. is the definite Iron Man. And I'm like, no, Robert Hayes is the definite Iron Man. Like, you know, <laughs> or at least he's my like Iron Man. And this is like, look at all the imagery in this. It's like, this is like all the stuff they put in the, like the the first Iron Man movie, you know, you've got like Tony, like sweaty Tony Stark forging, like you know his armor and stuff. Like, I mean, you know, he's got. I don't know why they decided to give him the mullet, but like, I guess like they just decided to like change his look up a little. But, but you know, you got the heavy metal, like I am Iron Man, like resounding in the background. Like, you know, I love the whole like you know at the beginning when the readouts on the screen and it's got like all the Da Vinci drawings like flying up and stuff and like you see a brief shot of his heart like it, it tells you a lot like in the like it's in a sh- it's a short intro it's only like 45 seconds long but like it it makes the most out of those 45 seconds i mean the only the only the only thing you could point to where it, and this is not to say that it's not um fan friendly uh, but maybe the only thing you can point to is it's probably not exec friendly because I, I think the way they got away with it was they were like, look, every time he he forges the armor, we're going to show n- different armors that he's going to wear through the show. And primarily what you're going to be selling is different Iron Man toys with different armors. But I think like th- you could make the argument like, oh, well, you know, as much as you don't like the or or maybe as much as it's not as good as the the second season intro, you know, the first season intro does feature like, you know, Mandarin and Blizzard and, and, you know, Modoc and, and, you know, Backlash and all those guys that they're, they were supposed to be selling, you know, Dread Knight that they're supposed to be selling toys of as well. Right. Like, or, or, you know, force works or whatever. Right. Like, so, so they're, they're not really focused on in this intro, even though they still, you know, play, play a part. I mean, I guess Mandarin wasn't always the shredder of every single episode of season two, but you could make the argument that, you know, maybe, you know, some other characters could have been featured in this to make it more quote unquote exec friendly. But I don't think that would have worked with what they were going for here. Right. Like, so that's, that's one of those things where you're like, dude, this is, this is an Iron Man cartoon. It's about Iron Man. Like that's, that's what the intro is about. I knew you would pick this, so I didn't even consider it for a microsecond. But um, <laughs> yeah. but I was I was right there too, watching this and Fantastic Four, and um, I'm backing you up because the first seasons of both of those shows were not very good. But then season two, like you can tell, it's like not only is the writing better, but the animation, the overall tone of both of those shows is so much improved. Like this is one of those things that like my brother really got into, like these two shows, and then. X-Men and Spider-Man on Fox, like, he was, like, you know, like, there was a period of time where he was, like, super into this stuff, you know, when he got older, he kind of, like, got out of it, I mean, he's, he likes to watch the, you know, the movies and stuff now, but, like, you know, there was a period of time where, like, he was into this, and, you know, he was reading, like, some of my Spider-Man comics and stuff, so I was, like, okay, I I can kind of see where this is going, so, uh, you know, I have a lot of 
nostalgia for not only this but for the 90s uh fantastic four or season two of both shows like i guess i should say yeah that, that i i do like i consider that second fantastic four opening too because that's also a very good opening like you know it's got the sort of marching music and mm-hmm. stuff and that's like one that is like an opening where you put a put it like in front of a bunch of people who are going to make a new fantastic four movie and it's like this make this like this right, is right. this is the exact tone and everything you need to know about making a fantastic four movie like i but, one of the things I always loved about this intro is, uh, you know, he's forging his suit. Whenever he strikes it, it's like you get a shot of like one of his past armors, and it's like he's working on something new. But like the, you know, the spirit of his former suits, mm, like they yeah. loom large in his mind. So he's like trying to make uh, make this like the best, you know, suit that he can make and live up to his past suits. That's that's kind of how I always thought of that. But I was like, oh man, that's a really great visual. Yeah, that's yeah. a great, great interpretation of that as well. Yeah, and they, they do, they do do the like you know toy selling thing at the end where he like rotates around and like morphs yeah. into all mm-hmm. his other armors mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I was, was something that made me laugh out loud was I was reading the comments to this intro and like mostly people were talking about like you know how metal and manly it is and stuff and like one the the comment that made me laugh out loud was someone put I showed this intro to my son and now he's my father. so yeah like this is like i said if if like you know i think yeah like this is a lost like vestigial link to like you know or a root of the mcu iron man and like you know it's definitely one of my favorite cartoons and intros to a cartoon of all time but uh okay uh justin you're up Okay, this is my number three. Master of magic spells and illusion. Enemies crumble in fear and confusion. And drink. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. His strength is a legend. His skills conquer all. Armed with his power, we never will fall. Defenders of the Earth. So my number three uh, is Defenders of the Earth. Uh, This is a show that I really loved as a kid. When I came to it, I knew who the Phantom was because I was reading him in the comic strips, and I knew who Flash Gordon was because I'd seen a bunch of his movies. I didn't know who Mandrake and Lothar was. Um, I think my grandfather ended up kind of like cluing me in on Mandrake because he he was familiar with uh, a lot of those older heroes. Like I remember he was the one who was like telling me about you know Dick Tracy. You know, like he's not just some kind of you know guy who wears like a yellow trench coat that they just created out of nothing like he's a you know he's an older hero and i remember him telling me about like the um golden age version of uh the green hornet because like i was just familiar with you know the the van williams like 60s tv show and he was like oh no like he's he's been around you know a long time and he he had a completely different mask and all this other stuff so he you know he he, he grew up with that stuff and he listened to those radio shows and stuff so he kind of like educated me on some of those characters and mandrake was one of those 
characters you kind of clued me in on. But yeah, like I, this was a cartoon that I loved, like whenever it came on. I think in my area, it came on at like 5.30 in the afternoon, maybe. Because it seemed like I can remember like watching this and then I would watch like Star Trek immediately afterwards. This is also an intro that kind of continues the theme of like, you know, telling you everything you need to know about these characters. Like, you know, if if you're not familiar with uh, Mandrake, well, this tells you a little bit about him. Like he's a magician. He can do spells and illusions. I always thought it was interesting, like. The Mandrake part of this theme song is like there's like it's slightly different. It's got the, you know, the different vocals, you know, I was just like, that's so. uh unusual because like it's like that has its own little thing to it but everything else kind of like you know is rocking but it's like when you get to mandrake it's like you know <laughs> i'm not gonna like uh regale you with my version but it's like it's like a it's a shift in tone and i always thought that was Spells like an interesting choice confusion yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah i got you derek i assume like this is something you watched oh yeah kid, right yeah i love this thing I mean, you know, the, I'm like, I, I, I just want to make jokes, though. I want to be like, well, what I learned from watching this and watching Iron Man is that it's OK to be racist to green people. Um, but, um, you know, <laughs> like the, the but but yeah, I, lo- I love this show. Um, I. I'm trying to remember, like, were there, there there were toys for this when the show came out, I think. Right. Like, I feel like I had something from this, but um you know, and and I remember, you know, this and the filmation Flash Gordon, like the, these were like, I think when those came out on DVD, that was like, you know, oh, you know, like like I was like super happy to have them and everything like that. And I, I mean, I guess this, you know, strictly speaking, is not a comic book property. I guess it's more akin to comic strips. But I mean, you know, like I, I guess I could have gotten away with sneaking that in there. But this this wasn't something that was on my picks. But I'm glad you picked it because I I mean, like like everything else. I mean, I I, I kind of feel like the same as you. Like, obviously, I knew who Flash Gordon was and I knew who the Phantom was. And then I think because of this show, I learned who Mandrake was and I learned who Lothar was and everything. And so, you know, and then kind of like, you know, most shows of the day, Shredder was always the bad guy. You know, the the Mandarin was always the bad guy in the first season of Iron Man. Like, you know, Ming the Merciless was always the bad guy pretty much like every episode. I mean, he might have teamed up with some other schmucks or, you know, there might have been a one off episode where it was something else. But for the most part, you know, I'd say like, you know, 95 percent of the time it was Ming the Merciless giving them crap, you know, every every freaking week, you know. And um, and I think Mike said when he was looking up intros like my. Uh, I, I made like a, you know, I, I was, th- it was back when I was making these live action versions of animated intros. So I did one for like, you know, Justice League Unlimited or whatever, where I was putting together like, you know, live clips of, um, I, I think it was at the time, I think it was like, you know, Brandon Routh was Superman and, and I, I put in like John Wesley ship as the flash, like whatever clips I had, you know, at the time to make like a Justice League unlimited intro. And then I did the same thing with Defenders of the Earth. So I, you know, I was I was using the 80s Flash Gordon movie. I was using the Billy Zane Phantom. And then, you know, I had just 
uh, recently watched like the old Mandrake TV special. So I put in those for Mandrake and Lothar. And then, you know, chuckling to myself, I put in clips from that awful sci-fi flash Gordon TV show that was airing on sci-fi at the time for all the, you know, our new defenders defending the earth, you know, like all the kids and shit, you know, and that was just like a private joke to myself about how awful I thought the, you know, the, the, the new Flash Gordon TV show was. But but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm intimately familiar with this intro. Like you don't make videos like when you when you, you know, like Mike was saying, when when he made a, a video of Batman Beyond with, you know, with the Ghost in the Shell intro, like you, you you can't help but become intimately familiar with something when you spend hours working on like a, a music video with with whatever intro it is. So. And supposedly Stan Lee wrote the lyrics for the theme song. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, that was something I had no idea about. Yeah, I'm glad you picked this, Justin, because it came close to being in my picks, too. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, it's super, like, the theme song is super catchy. Like, I think I watched this, like, last week, and I was singing it in the shower, like, the next <laughs> morning or something. Like, you know, my, my neighbors are probably, like, hearing me through the wall, like, like this strength is a legend. Skills can't go We'll never fall. But, yeah, like, I, I mean, I did, I think, did this used to be on sci-fi too? Like I, I could have sworn. So, yeah. I, I think it aired in the morning, like again, near transformers. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember watching it like a lot, like in those days. So like, yeah, like, and you know, I, again, like it's the, the song is super catchy. Like all the visuals are good. Like, yeah, it's a great intro. Like I, 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 and and like you guys, like I, I think I was vaguely aware of like the Phantom and Flash Gordon, but I never heard of Mandrake or Lothar. So like you know, and I think yeah, I I was I joked to Derek like last week. I was like, oh, when I was looking up this intro, like your intro, your version of it was like in the sidebar because it probably like you know cross referenced all my searches. Like so yeah, like I love this intro. Like it and it's one of the most singable ones. So. And I do like like you said, Justin, I do love like how it yeah, changes tone when Mandrake like comes into the picture, like, you know, just uh, he like, oh, like it's supposed to be like he's all like magical and mysterious or something. But, you know, it, it certainly works. And, yeah, I, I had read that like Stan Lee had written the lyrics to that like song. And I was like, really? And then like I tried to like I was like, that can't be right. And then I like Googled it and stuff. And I was like, well, TV dot com says it is. So, like, you know, maybe. Maybe there is something to that. All right, we ready? Yeah. Cops, central organization of police specialists, fighting crime in a future time, protecting Empire City from Big Boss and his gang of crooks. Okay, so... My number three is the COPS animated TV series, Central Organization of Police Specialists. And I, I, I never thought I'd be saying this, but I think this I picked because it's the most beautifully choreographed animated intro, like, ever. Like, like it's like, it's the toys, but like, it's, it's, it's like this great relay race of toys where it's like, 
here's the one toy, and he's catching, it's like, here's the cop toy, he's catching the crook toy, here's the crook toy, the cop is getting, catching the, you know, crook, and the cop, and the crook, and the cop, and the crook, and the cop, and now here's all the cops, and here's all the crooks, and you're all going to jail, you know, and it's like, you, you basically get the idea of what's, what's going on in the show, um, it's got a lot of, I guess, comic history, even though it's not, strictly speaking, a, a quote-unquote, you know, comic book show, but, you know, they, they adapted this, I think, like, Pat Broderick did the DC comic book series, and, and more famously, Bart Sears designed most of these characters for Hasbro, so if if it kind of has that Bart Sears-y, you know, big barrel-chested, you know, dude feel, well, that's, that's why, because he's the one who designed all these characters and everything and um you know i i just i i picked it just because i think it's uh, immaculately choreographed like I, I i think you know it fits that mold of like everyone that you need to know about every toy that you're supposed to be interested in buying you know ironically i don't think i had any cops toys but you know who they all are, you know, for sure, you know, and, and I remember being excited when this was, uh, released on DVD. And then I think, uh, uh, I, I think it was only partially released before maybe like, I, I forget who it was, lost the license or went kaput or whatever, but then there was like a later release with like all the episodes. So, I mean, I definitely had this on DVD and everything. Well, I think I've told you guys uh, my history with cops like it. It used to be on, you know, at certain times and I would watch it from time to time, but I wasn't like super into it or anything. But it, like for one Christmas, like some family friend, like, you know, I guess my parents just told them like, oh, he, like he likes action figures. So if you're going to buy him something, buy him an action figure. And they bought me big boss so it's like you know like like i didn't like i didn't ask them like they just randomly got me a cop's toy and it was randomly big boss so it's like you know get the fat guy with the metal hand for the kid he'll like that like you know you're gonna like my toy shane yeah uh uh-huh so like i was like you know i was i was probably like only like seven or eight at the time so i was probably like thanks you know like okay like and but honestly like i just used him as my kingpin so it worked Mm. out you know so like but you know yeah I, i would watch this show from time to time whenever but it, again like a lot of shows it wasn't on that often like in a time slot that i could watch but like i didn't know of it like and yeah this intro was really beautifully animated and yeah it's a it's a like you said choreographed it like all the scenes like kind of transition really well into each other mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like it's a super cool i remember watching this with my cousin a lot and he had quite a few of the figures he didn't have any of the vehicles or anything but guy in the intro who has like the two guns that flip out of his chest like i specifically remember like he had him and it seems like i was always the one playing with that guy like he like he he would always be the cop and i would always be the crook and you know you put the little you know cab buster thing in them and they do the little action yeah. like I, I always thought those toys were really cool my memory is like the show wasn't around that long like maybe like a season or two because i i feel like i watched it and liked it and i liked the toys and then it seems like it was just you know kind of gone i don't but like i said i don't know how long it actually stayed around uh i i feel like that that set i bought has like a lot of episodes on it but i mean i don't know if it it got syndication numbers though but but i i i feel like more than 
20 or 30. Yeah, it was on often enough that like I could catch a random episode from time to time, but it was never anything I went out of my way to watch. Who was the guy? Um, I don't think I saw him in this intro, but like he had like a white sort of vest and blue pants and sunglasses. Like I feel like I someone either one of my friends had an action figure of him or I forgot who he was, but he kind of looked like Captain Commando, I think. OK, uh. I, I, I have to be honest, I don't I don't remember half of these. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, I know I know Bulletproof was the, the dude in charge. I know Big Boss was the head crook. And then after that, I think it all sort of falls apart. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking quickly uh, like uh, random cops toys. I was like, do I recognize who I'm thinking of? And I don't think I do. Maybe it was from a different line, but like I just kind of remember he had like Captain Commando colors, like white and blue. Yeah, there was there was a guy that had those colors. Oh, maybe it was long arm. No, he had like more like whiter pants, I think. But there's there was a dude called Apes and it was an acronym. It was like Automated Police Enforcement Systems Officer. (laughs) Here, let me I, I think maybe i don't know. i don't yeah i don't see anyone who like very specifically fits like what i'm vaguely remembering but I, okay. it might have been from a different toy line i just seem to remember it being from cops but okay yeah but yeah like i said my my only uh experience was having big boss and like i said i used him as my uh kingpin so but yeah this is like this was a good intro though like in yeah, general yeah it's yeah. crime fighting time yeah i like it it's fun all right i guess i'm up and um my next pick uh I w- i'm ready to be burned as a heretic for liking this but like uh i'll post it the intro to uh godzilla the series from uh the 19 the tie-in to the 1998 uh u.s movie uh you know and i know like i said uh this is like you guys can burn me at the stake for this being like the extent of my godzilla fandom basically like the zenith of my godzilla fandom Like, but like, I, I, I honestly used to regularly follow and tape this show when it was airing on Fox Kids. I thought it was, and I think most people can like have a positive, like you know, uh, view of this show. Like, maybe think it's like the only good thing that came out of like the 1998 Godzilla. Like, a, you know, it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good cartoon. This in, I really like this intro just because like you know it, it's got like a great like theme that kind of like you know takes from the you know the 1998 movie theme but like uh, I I just think it like has a it starts off kind of menacing and stuff but then like when it gets to the end where like Godzilla's fighting the military you know like it's like you know there's that one last shot of him surrounded by the monsters and the military and stuff I feel like it's a it, it takes the song like the, like kind of takes like a tragic tone 
tone. Like he's he's kind of like the Incredible Hulk Godzilla. He's trying to do right, but like everyone, you know, hates and fears him basically, except for, you know, uh, Matt, Matthew Broderick and his team of scientists or whatever. So, you know, except I always kind of. Except for good old Steve from the Peach Pit, Ian Ziering. Yeah, Ian, Ian Ziering. Yeah, did the voice of, uh, what's his name? Nick Tatopoulos or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, but, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll co-sign. I mean, th- yes, this, I mean, aside from, aside from Gino being horribly killed in Godzilla Final Wars, this is in fact the best thing that ever came out of Gino, out of that 1998 uh, Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie. Um, in your defense, it's not the same Godzilla. It's like the egg that hatched, and then oh yeah, this they, is like Godzilla Junior. Yeah, and 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 they immediately gave him atomic breath because they realized that was the stupidest fucking thing ever to have Godzilla without atomic breath. So they immediately like gave him that in the cartoon, and uh, I paid good cash money for for Martz to cover this on his uh, channel a long time ago by donating it to his Patreon. I wanted him to cover the the you know Godzuki cartoon and I wanted him to cover this so I, I made a, a fat cash donation through his Patreon so he'd actually watch it and cover it. I mean maybe I could burn you at the stake for not expanding your horizons, but I won't burn you at the stake <laughs> for liking this cartoon. Now this is a fine cartoon and it is the best thing that came as a result of uh that movie. It was always so weird like the this cartoon got everything that the movie failed to like understand it's like godzilla doesn't run and hide he fights the monsters or he fights the military you know godzilla has atomic breath godzilla destroys the city all this stuff isn't missing but anyway i i could rant about that for a long time but yeah like i i watched this cartoon and i really liked it and i was kind of surprised i just kind of i checked it out just out of curiosity and i was like that was actually pretty good and i you know i kept watching it until the end so yeah it's a, it's a solid animated series the animation for the for this intro was really sweet too so yeah i'm, I'm not yeah, gonna like, burn you at the stake for this yeah like I, I love that whole like first like 20 seconds of the intro where you know his shadow appears above the city and then, like, you know, the, the news crew, like, records his foot, like, going over ahead. And then the best shot is when he's on the next when he's walking next to the bridge, like, and his head's kind of bobbing up and down. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's a giant lizard, like, looking at him, like, right next to him. Like, so, and, you know, you know the, that, the, the typical New York reaction. To yeah. <laughs> Look kind of like a giant lizard. <laughs> anyway, you need a ride like the taxi driver, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, when when that that bit where he like slithers up the building, like that's some super slick animation too. Yeah, so like I, I always liked this series. Like I loved this intro. Like you know, and uh, yeah, so I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I was like I, I was I managed to escape my lynching or whatever. So yeah, I'm glad. But uh, all right, uh, Justin, you up? This is my number two. Life is like a lasers, aeroplanes, it's a duck blur, might solve a mystery, or rewrite history, DuckTales. So my pick is the original DuckTales. Woo! This is another show that I was like super into, and it, I think this is one of those shows like, 
This and probably Unsolved Mysteries exposed me to like a lot of stuff like the MacGuffin of the Week. For some of these uh, episodes, it would be like, you know, it would be a take on like the Golden Fleece or, you know, some sunken like uh, Spanish ship full of gold plumes or, you know, there would always be some kind of like little connection that they took from the real world and they kind of like twisted it and they made it into like, you know, the DuckTales version. But like I remember like Unsolved Mysteries would always do, you know, the real story and then sometimes you get like, you know, like the DuckTales version. Like I, I was always like, oh, okay, so like this is the cartoon version and this is like the actual history. Yeah, like I, I was kind of tempted to like use all the Disney uh, afternoon shows as my like number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all of them back to back to back. But I was like, no, nah, that's I can't do that. Like, that's too crazy because like I like that's a block of shows that I loved. And it was something I always looked forward to. Like as soon as I got home, you know, sit down and watch DuckTales and Rescue Rangers and Gummy Bears and Tailspin and Darkwing Duck and Goo Troop and on and on like i just love that block of shows but ducktales i love the most like i liked gummy bears i liked tailspin i really liked rescue rangers but you know for me it was always ducktales because there was always you know some adventure i also liked it whenever like donald duck showed up like it was always kind of like a a special occasion mm-hmm. and then later on you know you got gizmo duck and they traveled through time they had giant robots. They went to outer space. Derek, they went to outer space. They went space. into outer space. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do enjoy DuckTales a great deal. I mean, it wasn't under consideration because I, I do consider DuckTales to fall into that purview of comics, even though Don Rosa will tell you I do not do DuckTales, you know, like or whatever. But like, you know, to me, I'm like the, the, the comic origins, you know, the Uncle Scrooge comics, you know, clearly. Yeah you know, have a precedent and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I always loved, you know, I mean, I, I had Luke Dobb make me that commission of Gizmo Duck and Darkwing Duck alongside Superman and Batman. Like, that's always, I mean, I know most people these days would, you know, view Gizmo Duck as like Iron Man or somebody like, you know, somebody armored. But to me, it was always, you know, Superman and Batman in that equation. So I, I had Luke Dobb make me a little commission with with all those guys together and you know i i used to watch this with my mom i don't know i i I enjoyed watching the show the intro's great right like the i mean you know part of me wants to to poo poo you know the whole this is this the song that batman has new uh new recruits sing so they don't get too scared or whatever you know but but i mean the song's fantastic it doesn't matter that Brian Michael Bendis wrote some dumb line in a Justice League comic. Like the song's <laughs> awesome, right? Like, and and uh, it's it's eminently uh, you know singable and and hummable. And I don't know that there's any toys to sell, but I mean, I I appreciate what you're saying about being in love with some of those Disney cartoon blocks. I did, I did go back, you know, when I was trying to consider honorable mentions, and I did go back and. And look at that gummy bears intro you know like there it was it was under consideration i ended up deciding i liked the song better than i liked the animation of the intro um but that was that was just the conclusion i came to but uh i i I think 
if you were going to pick one for all of these Disney animated things, I think DuckTales, the original, is the one to pick, right? Like, that's, you know, if, if you're just going to focus on the one to represent your love of the all, like, I, I think this was the right choice. Yeah, I mean, I used to regularly watch DuckTales, too. And, like, yeah, I mean, and this is one of the most, you know, memorable theme songs of all time. And, uh, you know, I love it. Like, uh, I... And uh, yeah, like I, I, I kind of feel like, you know, back in the day, I felt there was like a Disney animated like universe kind of because, you know, you you had Darkwing Duck and like, you know, Gizmo Duck showed up in both of those, like, you know, in this series and there. So I was like, oh, like all these shows are connected, you know, there's a whole universe like, you know, so. Yeah, I, I used to there. I, I used to have a lot of fondness for that, and I used to watch Ducktales all the time. And like, I haven't really followed up on my Ducktales like you know interest, but yeah, like I, I you know I think that the last time I thought about Ducktales any in, in any serious manner was when that funny ass like video of that dude doing his like Ian McKellen impression on YouTube, like singing the Ducktales like mm. the like you know Ducktales. Yeah, no, I, I I do love this intro. I love the song. Yeah, I guess I can I can co-sign the whole Donald Duck showing up was always a special thing, you know. So, Derek, you're so, out. Number two. Mask working overtime, fighting crime. The animated intro to Mask from 1985, smack dab in the middle of the 80s, as Justin surmised. I think this is quite possibly one of the coolest songs like ever written for an animated intro. And I, I think the intro again is well done. You know, showcasing all the toys that people need to go out and buy. I think the song pretty clearly dictates the 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 conflict of the show that the the mask guys you know they all have masks but they're they're fighting venom and you know they're trying to stop bad guys and everything like that and I guess as far as like emotional personal connections like I I, I seem to recall m- my grandma helped me buy. Uh, some some of these mask toys like I remember I had the 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 bad guy thing where it was like a bike and a sidecar and the sidecar turned into like a little submarine or whatever and then I had the jeep that shot out a boat and all that stuff and because T-Bob and, and Matt Tracker's son were like an essential part of like every single episode like I was super stoked to get an action figure of T-Bob and uh whatever the hell the kid's name was, because I always felt like they never made, you know, figures of that. Like, like for the longest time, you, you know, you couldn't buy an Orco, right? You couldn't, you know, buy one of those goofy sidekick figures because they would never bother to make them. But I was like, dude, I, I get to have T-Bob, you know, so I was all stoked about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's not much to it other than that. I mean, yes, this is something that they dug the corpse up and 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 effed it in the butt like several times but uh 
It was only comic books, so I guess it's not that big of a deal. It's not like they made some atrocious live-action movie of this that failed horribly, but uh, I still have a sweet spot for the original cartoon. I don't have a lot of, like, uh, uh, nostalgia or anything for Mask, because I don't think I ever watched it as a kid. I, it was never on, like, in my region, at least. Like, and I, I've seen this intro before, like, and I, I know the, like, you know, theme song, because the theme song's, like, you know, pu- penetrated, like, the public consciousness, probably. So, you know, I, and you're right, it's a great song, like, and I think the intro and the visuals are really cool, and it definitely showcases all the gimmicks of the show i just never had a real connection to mask like i don't think i even had a, any toys for mask like it, it just didn't really you know it wasn't really around my area i guess so and yeah like you know the, the most you know when when they idw tried to resurrect mask i was like you know like i kind of i think i asked you i was like does this look any good and you're like no like <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> you know, that that sounds like the exact conversation yeah. verbatim. Uh-huh. So, I'm kind of with Mike on this. Like, I was never crazy about Mask. It seemed like all the other kids were super into it, and you know, they liked the cartoon and they liked the toys. But I was just never really crazy about the cartoon or the toys. I think the animation is really nice, and the song is really great. So I'm not like you know, kicking dirt in your face or anything, but like as a kid, I was just not into it, and it's not something I've watched as a, as an adult. That's fine. I guess I'm just curious. Like, do, do you think the size of the toys was part of that, or or I I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out like what may or may not have contributed to the lack of you know you know like it's like it seems like you were aware of it, but you're just like eh, I'm not that into it, and part of me wonders like. Is it because those those action figures were like, you know how like, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like, you know, these days we collect like five inch, six inch, you know, 12 inch, like whatever it is that you're collecting. Right. But even back then it was like three and three fourths figures were were the, the, the norm. Right. Like Star Wars figures were three and three fourths, like G.I. Joe's were three and three fourths, like mask figures to to accommodate the vehicle gimmicks, you know, it's like those were like what, like a, a couple inches tall to to fit into the vehicle and the play sets and all that stuff. Like, was was that part of it, or or just you you just didn't care that the Trans Am, like, you know, flipped up its its doors and turned into a plane or 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 you know whatever the you know the gimmick was. Like that just didn't you know was it like well i got transformers already like i don't need this or kind of that's what i'm trying to figure out yeah like i would have rather had a an optimus prime than the rig in this Ah, or whatever okay okay Okay. i mean i i think that's fair right like i mean that's not i i mean i think this this sprung i i mean i don't think you would have you know Transformers begat mask, not the other way around, right? Like, so I, I, I don't think that's an inaccurate statement. I think I was just kind of going with the flow. I think they, like Transformers, I think they had different price points. So that big rig and and the bolder playset, like that, those were the kind of things where you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get that. But there were lower price, you know, like the, the motorcycles, you know, like I remember I had the green motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. You know what I mean? Like th- those were, you know, they, they had affordable versions of things just like, you know, Transformers, you could get 
you know, the tapes and Bumblebee and what, you know, they weren't as expensive as the cars or the Dinobots or the, you know, what have you. So um, I, I think it, it worked on, on that level, you know, for me, but I could understand why if you didn't, you know, if you either didn't get the show and it's interesting too, because there is that, that distinction, right? Whereas like GI Joe and Transformers and, you know, even ROM or something like that, you know, other Hasbro properties, like those were all Marvel comics, but I think mask is the only one that was a DC comic. So that's, that's interesting too, I guess. My, my, my mask. Yeah. I, I think, you know, honestly, like if I had been exposed to mask, I would probably been like, these things don't even transform into robots. Like basically. So like at that point, so like even GoBots can do that. Like, even go bots. You mean my my number one pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, here's here's my last one of the evening, and it's it's kind of a sillier one, and it's very short and sweet, but it never fails to make me laugh. So here we go. opening to the Brack show and like <laughs> it's something that like I love how mundane it is like it's just it's in the, the title would change every episode to like a parody of some other sitcom like in like the one I showed you it just said BJ and the Brack and like it would be like you know leave it to Brack like the Brack bunch like it would change like every single episode but like I don't know it just it's so like mundane and like it always makes me laugh like the whole like you know how it opens with him bobbing his knees and stuff and I look I, I always laugh when it, it's like Zorak firing his flamethrower and, and uh, like another, uh, this show like it always made me laugh that his father was just a normal dude like this normal like Ricky Ricardo dude and like is and he was like half the size of everyone else like and like they know they never questioned it or talked about it like so like I mean I used to love the Brack show and like this this intro always made me laugh like and it and it, it doesn't like overstay its welcome it's only like 20 seconds long so like you know it, it's 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 great so yeah I used to watch the Brack show but I have no memory of this opening at all so I don't I don't know that's really weird to me right now I kind of feel like about this as I do about strong bad emails and everything else like I, I, I think this is a part of pop culture that like goes over my head or or I just I, I was never in tune with that radio station I guess you know like like space goes coast to coast like like th- those kind of things like you know because because to me like you know, again, this is going to go back to me being like that guy, that grumpy old man guy where I'm like, Brack should be serious ors or whatever. And I know it's stupid. Right. But like <laughs> to, to me, like like I'm like, I like, you know, quote unquote, real space ghost. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't, I don't you know, this whole like, let's take this old thing that nobody knows about and turn it into like a comical thing. And it's like I get the comical thing took off and that like it has its legion of fans that love it. But like, I can't, 
I can't reconcile that, I guess. So like to, to me, I'm like, it, it almost fascinates me. Cause I'm like, wait, like, what about something like venture brothers? Like, like, like that doesn't come into the equation, but the Brack show does like, like, I, you know, it's me trying to like compute things, but I mean, I, I guess people love what they love. Right. Like, so I, I mean, I'm kind of out of that discussion, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like this never came on my radar when it was, new so it certainly wouldn't have come on my radar for something like that so i guess it's unique among you know, you know what i mean like like yeah. I, I don't i don't think me or justin would have ever you know selected this so it, it certainly stands out among yeah among that's why bunch, i made right? it like my last one because i figured like it wouldn't be on anyone's radar but like i used to you know i this th- these shows came out when i was like in college and like hang, you know had my own you know living with my roommates for the first time and like you know we would stay up late and watch adult swim and stuff and all these shows you know brack sea lab you know, Aqua Teen and like all those shows, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast were on like and this is like, you know, watching this stuff at 1130, 12 o'clock at night, eating Taco Bell or whatever, you know. So like, you know, this is a lot of it probably doesn't hold up, but it like holds a lot of fond memories for me. And like, like I said, I think this intro, like it doesn't overstay its welcome. It 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 it, it, it is absurd. Like, you know, it, it, it takes the absurd premise of the show and makes it like mundane almost like it's it's like a, a, a you know a family sitcom about like a Brax an alien and like Zorax like a mutant like alien mantis and they just have weird like normal adventures and like Brack has a alien mother and a tiny Ricky Ricardo like father like you know hello Brack you know and he they just call his name is father he has no other name they just he call, he just calls him dad and like they call him father so like it's I don't know, like all that stuff was really funny to me. And like, you know, this intro still is funny. So I kind of thought your last pick was going to be The Simpsons. I do like The Simpsons intro, but I feel like I've seen it too many times. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's too like part of my fabric now. Like, I don't like I don't like I like it, but I don't like, you know, I I don't think it's like uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's it's too close to me, maybe. But I mean, I do like it, but like, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I wanted to add something in, like in here that was like, you know, more specific and unique, I guess. So, and I, I did like consider, yeah, the Simpsons, like, you know, a bunch of other like animated comedy openings and stuff, but nope, I, I decided to go with good old Brack. So, and I stand, I stand by my choice, but yeah, Justin, why don't you do your last pick? This is my number one. My number one pick is the intro to the real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was the first cartoon that I was ever super into or obsessed with. Like, I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. You know, I liked the movie, but um, the cartoon was where it was at, and I had you know, a ton of the toys. You know, I would get the Ecto-1 and Slimer and Stay Puff and the Ghostbusters and assemble them all 
in front of the TV and watch the cartoon. And then during the commercial, I'd play with my toys. Or if I just wasn't into this week's episode or or if I'd seen it too many times, I would just I would leave it on and just play with my toys in front of the from the TV. I don't know what else to say. Like it, it's just, you know, Ghostbusters is something I, you know, I still love to this day. This is a fantastic cartoon. It's a great intro. It again has that really nice sheen on it. You know, the 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 intro. I again, I'm I have a habit of doing this, but like Alf, like Beetlejuice. You know, I mean, to me, I I am simpatico with you. You know, we we are as one because the real Ghostbusters cartoon was where it was at. You know what I mean? Like that that was that was true of me. I was the one excited when they released the films on dvd and there were like bonus episodes of the cartoon and i was like fuck those films like let's watch let's watch the cartoon episodes you know what i mean because those were awesome like i love sam Haim, like i love slimer like i too uh i mean i i didn't have all the toys but i i remember going out of my way to make sure i had the four main ghostbusters which is and, and slimer uh, which is a sign that uh, I was heavily into, you know, a- anytime I I wanted to assemble, you know, like basically if, if this, I, I don't even know if this was designed to sell me the toys, but I love this cartoon so much that I I felt obligated, you know, to, to have those, right? Like, I mean, you know, there were some ancillary things I had on the side, but, you know, making sure I had the four main Ghostbusters and Slimer, like that was essential. And I think the the cartoon was I I, I kind of get why you were so obsessed with it. You know, it was kind of I want to say like ahead of its time in a weird way. Like there, I mean, I, I don't know. It was like it, there's something about it. Like Ghostbusters was not really the film was not really for kids, right? Like not really. Right. Like, and, and, and then they made a cartoon of it and, and, and it's interesting because some of it was, you know, toyetic or kidified or whatever you want to call it. But like some of it still, I mean, it still retained some of where that came from. And even more so like, like, like the, 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 the adult humor of Ghostbusters didn't necessarily come with it to the cartoon, but I feel like the, like Tobin's spirit guide, like that, that seriousness of it, you know, the, and of course that's the stuff that I like, like the, when, when you, you know, it doesn't have to be superheroes, but you know, ghost busting, it's like when you take ghost busting seriously, you know what I mean? Like, and, and Sam Haim is like the ultimate big bad, you know, like, like that kind of stuff where you're just like, oh man, like every time, the, the, the containment center was going to crack or, or, you know, whatever was going to go on on that show. And, and, and these guys, like, they're so boss in that intro, you know, like everybody's strolling around, the ghosts are running around doing whatever they want to do. And then the four guys stroll up and click on their packs. Like that's, that's the power trip fantasy, like the, the ultimate badassery of that intro where it's like, guess what? Who are you going to call? You could call us because we're going to flip on our proton packs and we're going to take care of this shit, you know? And, th- and then they, and it's like this army of freaking ghosts and they could put all of them into the little trap. Like, I mean, it's not that couldn't happen on the show, but for the purposes of the intro, it's telling you these guys, it's okay. These guys are going to take, if there's ghosts and you're a little kid and you're scared, like it's cool. Cause these guys 
are going to fuck up the boogeyman for you. You know what I mean? Like, you you don't even need mom and dad to come in and tell you, like, it's cool. Like, because, dude, Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, I, 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 I get it. Like, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, like, like Turtles. Like, this one was almost on my list, too. But I was like, no, Justin's going to pick it for sure. <laughs> so, I was like, I was like, no, I'll stay away from it. And, yeah, it's, you know, I used to be pretty heavy into, like, you know, the uh, Ghostbusters cartoon, too. And, like, I could, my Ghostbuster fandom kind of dropped off eventually. But, like, I love this intro. I, you know, I love this song. Like, it's, a, like Derek said, the animation's beautiful. I think that bit where they where he switches on like you know when they switch on like their gear like that looks so good like you know like yeah. just uh yeah it's so well animated yeah like i mean i i, I used to watch the show all the time i had a chunk of the toys and stuff like and i you know i had the like you know the kid proton pack and the trap and stuff it, it was funny because it was like hollow like it was mm-hmm. like a big hollow chunk of plastic and like i think at one point like one of my cousins like threw it into the pool or something like we had an above ground pool at my old house so we threw it into the pool and since it was like hollow and there was like little gaps in it like it filled up with water so it's like we were like lugging it around filled with water and stuff and it was like leaking everywhere and like but but yeah no like i I have a lot of like nostalgic fondness for this intro and like it's it's great so this is the uh point in the show where uh i call up mr spock on the enterprise and uh Savick looks at me all shocked and says I cheated, but um, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. minute intro of G.I. Joe the movie and in my defense it it did air on TV for me like this never got a theatrical release and I think this was the very first thing I thought of when Mike suggested this like this basically what is the greatest opening animated thing I've ever seen like this is like and it it literally is an opening right like it's 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 the opening of the the standard gi joe intro but for a theatrical release i mean it i i don't i don't think it gets better than this for animated intros i mean it's it's theatrical it it sells every single one of those toys that were out at the time it has a big giant firefight at the Statue of Liberty. It ends with Duke rocketing to 
the the Cobra freaking shield her- helicarrier or whatever the fuck it is and sticking the bomb back on it and blowing it the fuck up and then Duke grabs the American flag and sta- they all stand on the fucking Statue of Liberty and they're waving the flag. I mean, the, the, this is like... This is like the James Bond intro of of American Western animated cartoons. Like, it's it's fantastic. I don't I don't have anything <laughs> was, more to say about it. I was looking at some of the comments for this, and one of them says like this this intro makes me damn proud to be an American, and I'm an Australian. Sure. But yeah, like I, I'll allow it. Like this is super cool. Like this aired, like you said, this aired on TV, and it it, it was obviously conceived as like a you know theatrical like in way to like do the theme song. Basically, like I mean, this this has it honestly. It has it over Transformers the movie. I mean, they just they had a you know a band do the theme song, but it was just over the credits. Like they didn't have like a whole animated sequence yeah. to go with it. So yeah. like it's yeah, it's super awesome. Like you know the animation is beautiful i love the bit where you know duke punches cobra commander and is like you know everything's reflected in his helmet when he falls like you know it looks super awesome i mean i mean everybody gets a bit you know snake eyes gets to look cool and pop some viper out of his trouble bubble you know like like bazooka goofs up but still blows away like one of the the water moccasin whatever the hell those are hydrofoil thingamabobs like i mean it's it's um I I did always used to laugh at like at the beginning where you like see that Cobra guy's taint as he's like parachuting (laughs) down like straight into the camera like you know. Uh, Justin, are you too overwhelmed with patriotic feelings? Derek definitely changed the conditions of the test, but like you, (laughs) but like you, I'll allow it because it's so great. I mean, this this is the best part of this movie, like. This and then Sergeant Slaughter's fight with Nemesis Enforcer where he's like beating the crap out of him and he's like, this is for Duke. This is for me. This is for the U.S. of A. Like, <laughs> those are the best two parts of the movie. But yeah, like, it's a combination of like the visuals, the animation and this song. Like, this is such a great version of this song. And, you know, as you both said, like, it. it I mean, it's so badass, and the, the the animation is so nice. Like I said, Derek cheated, but I'll, I'll I'll allow it because it's it's so great, it's so badass. So you know, thumbs up, sir. Good job. Although it's funny, it's like as a kid, I never questioned it, but it like as an adult, I'm like, man, that's like a you know unprecedented amount of carnage, but like no one's like dying or anything. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like, man, like all those missiles like exploding mm. everywhere. Everyone's like like hawks unloading that like assault rifle, like you know, and like I'm like, I don't think I've seen like there was that one like cobra bat or whatever trooper that like blows up or something, but. How it was. Everybody had parachutes. and Everyone had parachutes. <laughs> they all landed in the water. It's like, ah, I've been shot. That's okay. I've got my parachute, though. Yep. <laughs> I got my parachute. <laughs> I also like when, like, like, who's the first one to go down? It's like Major Blood. Like, he, yep. you know, Duke blows up his thing, and he's like, oh, I might. He flies by the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think the thing I loved about this too is like you know the the, the uh, then what then when the movie starts playing the credits and you've got Pythona sneaking into the Terra what they're all arguing about like is this 
intro. Like basically, they're they're like we we lost again and again and again, and we just lost in this opening. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's what they're all like yelling and screaming about, basically. And it's like I I don't know something about that is 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 beautiful to me. You know, like where it's just like oh, it all sort of seamlessly flows together and you know i mean th- this was it's funny because this was their big money maker you know what i mean like like it, it's such a weird choice that they made because it's like that's that's the whole infamy of it right it's like my little pony was not the big money maker it was gi joe and they decided to go in reverse like they said okay well we're not sure about my little pony so let's get that out first and then let's get out Transformers, which was okay, but not as big as G.I. Joe. And when both of those kind of bombed, there was no way for them to justify releasing G.I. Joe. So they just put it on TV, you know, like so. And I mean, I remember like the the, the rocking chair that's in one of the bedrooms, like that was the rocking chair I watched Transformers the movie on for the first time and that was the rocking chair I, I i would put it right in front of the damn tv you know when gi joe the movie came on and like that was such a weird thing because you you didn't know back then like it, it was it was such the weirdest you know you you basically it's like you turned on the tv one night and it was like holy shit gi joe them what you know like this is on like and, and you're scrambling to record it and put down the the rocking chair and watch it and the whole the whole thing so yeah i mean lots of lots of fond memories with this and i i mean when when mike mentioned this i couldn't i couldn't think of anything else so that's uh that's why i picked it derek you get a commendation for original thinking (laughs) (laughs) i don't like to lose you don't believe in the no win intro scenario yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we've been doing this podcast so long hours seem like days <laughs> <laughs> it had the benefit of never having been tried before yeah. but yeah i mean i guess that's it but uh like before we like you know sign off or anything like are there any other like intros that like you know didn't make the cut that you want to like talk about like i was considering like maybe the gargoyles intro like which i love like the gargoyles theme is awesome and like you got keith david like you know doing his narration and stuff but again like the exo squad intro i was like oh well there's no like original animation in it it's just all clips from the show so like i kind of like you know that can work but like i kind of like prefer it when they make a you know when they like you said spend the money on it where they make an intro that they know they can put in front of like you know 50 episodes or something yeah, like yeah. so but i was looking at other like comic like intros and stuff like i i, I we, we talked about like iron man and fantastic four like i really liked that first like hulk 90s animated yeah, series yeah, that was a good one. like that that like the the scene in that that always like you know watching it now i'm kind of like oh man that's like you know that's like a um, pretty intense for a kids show intro is like the very end where it's like the Hulk in front of like a green inferno, like screaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the, and it was like, that is like literally telling kids like the Hulk is in hell, basically like this existence is his hell. And you don't have, like, it's so like, that's the message. Like they're ch- telling children basically with visuals. So like, you know, that's always cool. But the, the only other one I was like, 
I, I, I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I kind of remembered, was the Silver Surfer intro like any good? And I was like, well, I liked the music, but like yeah, I the never. Music, the music's pretty good. Yeah, but I never liked the mix of like CGI and cell animation in that show. So there were three that I heavily considered but disregarded for different reasons. One is uh, Silverhawks. Like, I, I really like the visuals of the opening, but the theme song kind of doesn't do too much for Silver me. Silverhawks! <laughs> hardly metal, hardly yeah. real. Yeah. That's, they're, that's the same people who made Thundercats, so it's, like, no surprise that that intro looked, like, super awesome yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, you're right, though. Like, the music, the song isn't as memorable, I think. My other one is um, the uh, intro for Daria. It's by a band called Splendora, and it's called You're Standing on My Neck. I um, came across Daria a few years ago on Pluto. Like, I hadn't seen it since it was on MTV 20 years ago, but I saw it was on Pluto. And I was like, oh, hey, I'll rewatch this. And I got to noticing the intro was always cut, and I was like, oh, there there must be some, like, rights issue with this, the same song. And that's the case. And um, the more I started thinking about it, it's the opposite of the Silverhawks. I really love the song, but the visuals don't do much for me. Like most of those are, I don't know, some of them are taken from episodes and some of them are, I think, are made for the intro, it, I I think. But I kind of disregarded that one. And then the other one I came really close to picking, and this might have been a, you know, a page from Mike's book, was I almost chose uh, the opening for Tasmania. I don't know if you guys remember that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come to it does me. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But I, I, I've always liked Tasmania and I, my memory is that it was on like right before X-Men. So I was always, you know, watching that whole block of Fox shows, but I, you know, genuinely liked Tasmania and uh, something about that uh, opening and, you know, the visuals and the song, like always kind of like it's, um, it's parts of it are minor earworms like there's little parts of the song that get stuck in your head over and over it's like some think songs you get the entire thing stuck in your head and there's other ones where you just have like bits and pieces like bouncing around and you, you don't really quite have all the lyrics for whatever reason um but yeah i came super close to picking tasmania and ultimately i was just like eh, you know it, it's okay it can wait I think for me, like, I mean, Justin hit the nail on the head. Like, my heart lies in the 80s when it comes to intros, and that's probably why predominant. I mean, I, I, I didn't go so far as to say, oh, I'm just going to pick, like, one 80s intro and make it all well-rounded within the decades or anything like that. But there, there were things I considered briefly. Like, I, I mean, there, there was, I mean, I've, I've sprinkled some things that I, that were going through my brain throughout the show, but like, there was that part of me that was like, oh, maybe I should pay some, some homage and respect to like the, the sixties, you know, like to, to earlier, you know, animated cartoons and things like that. And the only, the only real thing that was a contender was probably the intro to Johnny quest, you know, like, and oh, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was heavily like, Oh, should I pay homage to that? Should I, you know? And, and, and it's like, it's great. Um, but, but it's not exactly where, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, if you, it's like you, it's, it's kind of like saying you grew up with Star Trek, you know, it's like, well, yeah, you grew up with Johnny Quest in reruns. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that there, there's, there's a, there, there, there's some, you know, 
imperceptible disconnect where I couldn't, I, I didn't feel like I was being legit picking that, I guess, you know? And as far as like Justin's Tasmania thing, uh, I did consider Tiny Tunes, like mm. just because I have a lot of emotional connection to that. Like there was, it, it was weird. It, that was something that was really popular. I, I guess the best way to describe it is it was really popular when I was in junior high. And then I, I guess I got a bit of an ego boost because for some reason I was designated as Buster Bunny, you know, like, and, and I was just kind of like, I don't know how that happened, but I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I get it. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, people were trying to be funny and designate people as other characters or whatever. So that, kind of had a special place in my heart. Um, if I was going to do, you know, maybe one comic book thing, because I, I feel like that's a rabbit hole I, I couldn't get out of, you know, like if I picked one, I couldn't stop. You know, it was like to me, I was like, oh, well, I got to do Challenge of the Super Friends. And then I'm like, well, if I do Challenge of the Super Friends, though, I got to do the Legendary Super Power Show. And if I do the Legendary Super Power Show, like I got to do, you know, the 1988 Ruby Spears Superman. And like, you know what I mean? Like it, for me, it just it just went down this endless rabbit hole. And you know, when Mike brings up the the intros that he brought up, I think both, you know, Batman Beyond and Iron Man are fantastic. I agree that the second season of Fantastic Four is a, a fun intro. Like I, I I think that Hulk intro is is a lot of fun. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I like a lot of those. So that kind of put me down an endless rabbit hole. Like so I think I don't know. To me it would it would have been a struggle, but it probably would have been between like challenge of the super friends and maybe the legendary super power show. And since my heart lies in the eighties, maybe it would have ended up being the legendary super power show. It's got the, the go bot sound effects for like blasts and it's got firestorm and cyborg and dark side, you know, like that's, it's kind of my jam, you know, it's got Superman being boss, you know? So like there's, you know, that's probably what would have ended up being in for one of those picks. If I was, letting myself pick comic book type stuff. And I, that's, that's pretty much, you know, I guess for things that, that didn't make the cut. Yeah. When you were talking about like those WB, like Warner brothers, like cartoons, like I was thinking of pinky in the brain too. Hmm. Cause like, hmm. you know, that's a, one of the catchy, yeah. you know, or even animaniacs, like those are both like really catchy themes <clears throat> and stuff. So was uh, there, was there anything like th this might be a, uh, slightly the same question and maybe slightly a different question but th were there things you considered and then you went back and revisited and you went ah, never mind I, I think for me like i i think um you know gummy bears was one of those i know i mentioned that already where i went back and watched the intro and was like yeah the animation isn't quite as awesome as some of these other intros you know and then and then this this other thing that i dug up deep from my my 80s muddled memory and i don't know why it came to my mind but i was like i i used to like that show the littles and i looked up the intro for the littles and i was just like no no i'm not i'm not picking <laughs> this you know like so anyway i was just curious no. if there was anything like that for you guys where you 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 considered something and then and then you sort of flat out rejected it from from the list no. no, I'm kind of surprised. Like we had no Secret Brothers stuff going on tonight. 
Yeah, like I, I think I think I I, I, I feel like we we tried to prepare for that in our own ways. I think. Yeah, like I, I feel like I skillfully ninja dodged away from like stuff you guys were gonna pick. Like I was like, you know, turtles, Ghostbusters. I was like, well, Justin's obviously gonna pick Ghostbusters. So, but good, you know, that was fun. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, well, there, yeah. Yeah, Derek, why don't you do our uh, closer? If you guys have any comments, questions, if you want to tell us like what your some of your favorite, you know, I guess Western animated intros are, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. We are also on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. This is one of our proper episodes, and you can download all the backlog of the proper episodes over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. But we are also able to be streamed. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we can be found on social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we appreciate all the likes hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike and And this is Justin. Elevator go down the hole. Before I even get out of bed Every little thought of you is running through my head I want you, I want you, I want you to stay with me I need you, I need you in some kind of way You see, I see you, I see you waking up in my room Maybe because baby you could be my Saturday morning cartoon I want to wake up in a blanket holding on close to you And you can stay till the morning turns to noon Just pajamas, no drama, ain't going nowhere soon So baby, you could be my Saturday morning cartoons Every evening when I go out Looking for you in the crowd. Looking for you in the crowd. Before I even get back home, I lay my ass down. Hoping that I see your name light up my phone. I want you to notice me I need you, I need you, I need you to be with me I see you, I see you waking up in my bed Baby, because baby you could be my Saturday morning cartoons I wanna wake up in a blanket holding on close to you Pajamas, no drama, ain't going nowhere soon. So, baby, you could be my Saturday morning cartoons. We are a family. <laughs>
I fought for them. They fought for me. Lord of the jungle, the hero who stalks. The beast calling brother, the ghost who walks. The phantom. Thank you, Stanley, for those lyrics. Yeah, I had no, I had no idea. I guess he did do something in Hollywood all those years besides yeah. make failed Ant Man movie pitches. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of that quote from that book: "Stan kept, Stan kept pitching Ant Man, and no one gave a damn." Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I feel sad because I feel like all yeah. these like behind the scenes books about Marvel. It's like, yeah, we you know Stan set out all these like like the the book I read about the '90s X Men cartoon. It's like you know Stan kept like being a fear monger about the show. Like he used to be like, if you don't use my ideas, the show will fail. Like you know and stuff. But we didn't, and it didn't fail. So you know, and, like they all feel like bad and shit, but. We're sorry we didn't include Stripperella in the second season of X Men. I feel like like it's almost like you know the Defenders of the Earth. It's like you know they're like Stan Lee just showed up there at their office one day while they were making the cartoon, and he was like, "Can I write the theme song?" And they're like, "Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. Why not?" Stan? Okay, sure. 